All right, all right, all right, folks, you know what's going on, man. Episode 138 of the pod, but we're doing something a little different, you dig? The homies, Will's and AK, my brothers in arms, man. Folks are busy, folks have been cooking up, but you know your boy's here to say today. Hold on, man. DJ Turtleneck on the ones and twos. <laughs> Hold on, where my drops at? Oh my god! Oh, 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 oh my god! Ah, shit! This is your DJ. This is your... This is your DJ. Live behind the turntables. Oh my god, I didn't even got a new drop from my joint. Shout out to the good brother, Iman Nunez. Westchester's very own, Yonka's very own. The lead just made it on BET Jam. Salute to him and Prada Mama. New record just came out the other night. No more demons. Salute to Iman, man. Side note, because you know Forsyth, we doing our thing, man. I was in the stew with him when he played this to me the other day. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. You're now live. You're, 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 you're now live in the mix with your DJ. Since 9-6, I had a bucket list of what I'm really doing. Fast forward like a couple years, now my legend's peers and we really growing. Got excited off of any moment. People saw me in the way, lying on my face, hoping that I never noticed. Wanna get up in my space, trying to take my place, so I had to keep it moving. Question with fear and the making was never complacent, but needed some changes. Mama still fearing the failure, but never allowed, so I thought. Ah, shit. Ah, shit. But it's harder relations of getting some paper. 3K for 10 minutes, my shows was ridiculous. Whoa. Yeah. Got something to say, but I hope they can hear me now. Yeah. Got nothing to prove, cause I know why I'm in it now. Yeah. The devil work hard, but I'm harder. He know what I'm really about. Don't you dare even think about counting me out. You're now live in the you're, you're, you're now live in the mix with your DJ. Whoa. Shout out to my homie Rashawn Kamari. Next track for him before we go into the show. He's on Four Sides R&B mixtape, which is out now, folks. Called "You Don't Have to" on all streaming flat platforms executive produced by yours truly Rashawn got one of those and I was in a video for this salute to Rashawn man this is my joint man over you man come on you're now live in the you're, 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 you're now live in the mix with your DJ Rashawn what up though Baby girl, let's toss it. Now I'm saying, now I'm saying, I'm Baby, it's hard to get over you. I can't tell you what I'm trying to do. Baby girl, I'm falling. Now I'm saying, it's getting exhausting. Day and night, can't get over you. Day and night, hard to get over you. Ah, shit. Ah, y'all man that's how we get into it little rust here and there but it is off the boy folks what's going on man this your boy Arden talking to you bring you into episode 138 of the four side podcast thank you guys for tuning in love is love 
first things first, make sure you're following us on social media at Foresight Network. And we also got the Instagram for the record label. So follow Foresight Music. Visit the website, ForesightNY.com. And then, of course, I have some great news with the backdrop being a spoiler alert. Some of you guys know with my sports media career, I just signed a deal with FanDuel to be one of their newest talents. And it came with that a sponsorship deal. So guess what? We know a lot of you out there, as much as you love music, we know you love sports, and we also know you love betting and making some money. So here's what you can do. You can go to FanDuel.com slash Foreside so you can sign up, take part of FanDuel's contest, make you some bread, and have you some fun. Now, to start the show, man, I have a special guest with me, co-host for today, this brother, man. Gotta say, honestly, I'm not saying it because he's in front of me. Has some of the best music takes I know. Uh, this dude knows how to get people going on the timeline. It could be an innocent tweet. It could be an innocent opinion. <laughs> but he says something, and I see this man go to battle. Folks just feel the way they feel, but I truly respect this guy's opinion. He, he's, he's typically on the money with what he says, very clear-minded. Of course, man, you see this hat, you see the shirt, man. We 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 over your brothers in arms in this thing, man. Certified lover boys, man. You already know. The land. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're going to have to help me with pronouncing your name again because I know you by Dr. Sweets on Twitter, but I don't want to mess with your name. You said it's Dayton or Dayton? It's Denton. D-E-N-T-O-N. Yeah, Denton. Denton, thank you so much, a.k.a. Dr. Sweets on Twitter. What's going on with you, bro? Appreciate you. Nothing much, man. I appreciate you having me on and everything. Uh, I see your, your platform's growing and everything. I'm excited to, to get it started. I appreciate you, bro, for real. And it's something to where, you know, just to get into it, man, we both know music Twitter, hip-hop Twitter, it is a very, very crazy place. But before we even get into that, what was some of your earliest memories with music? What made you a fan? What made you decide to do music in the event that you did any? What were the causes for that? Yeah, you know, I, I started playing piano really young. Uh, I was about six years old, and hence the piano keys on my Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, so I was trained classically, and somewhere along the way, I got super bored with it because I was just playing, like, old white men's like Beethoven music. It was so boring. Um, so I eventually started to learn how to play by ear, started playing in the church, um, you know, just really developing my ear for music. So I would end up going and playing like what was on the radio instead of like, mm. you know, the entertainer or like Beethoven or anything. So I'd be playing like lollipop and like anything um, I could get my hands on. And that's really where it started for me. Um, I had a, a natural gift for it um, and it just, uh, it, that grew into production of music. Um, but yeah, it definitely all started with the piano, man. Like, and, and my, uh, my bio, my Twitter bio is that Sampa song. Um, mm -hmm. No one knows me like the piano in my mind. Classic. Bro, when I tell you, like, I Classic. heard that song and I was like, nothing has ever been created that explains like me more than that song so um, Bro, yeah that's how i got started with it first thing i just want to sell sample like i miss you so much man <laughs> like I, Thanks, bro. that last <laughs> album was a joint uh chorus sings there's so much dope records from that that project was a project of mine and what was it 2016 2017 
It was mm-hmm. around that time period, man. But yeah, salute to Sanford. And even just speaking yeah. about again, just again, you you clearly have music experience. So you're one of those guys that a lot of your opinions is fueled by the fact that like, bro, you you have and continue to do music, especially through piano and, and going through with the church. How would you sure. describe your evolution over the years as a music mind in terms of understanding artists and the business itself? That's a really solid question, man. Um, I think, so for one, you know, being trained classically, I have a lot of uh, just baseline knowledge about music theory, um, the technicalities of it. Um, and I came in there with that. But then when I started producing a little bit, I started to understand like mixing and mastering and, and different synths and how wave forms like and how um, different EQs work. And I'd say that like on some level there's the fan, right? Like where it's like it doesn't matter, like if it's if it's hard, it's hard, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then on another level, um, I can really learn to appreciate melody, like the um how a melody is complete, you know, how a melody works, how there's no dissonance in a track. Um, so like having that classical and actual like structural music background can sometimes clash with like yeah. if it's just enjoyable you know um when it's when both of those things are great um you know it's amazing yeah. uh, but i definitely i have like guilty pleasures that i like in terms of music but then i have like my like normal um takes and everything but i don't know if that answers your question but i, I really just think that being a producer because i produce for about about seven years and I took a little break but uh it made me appreciate little things too you know Mm -hmm. like you know a hi-hat you know interpolation here like just sampling um it 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 gave me a higher appreciation for um a lot of artists these days I feel like they're more um production based and and more producers are artists now you know yeah you hop on a wheezy track like that's a hit you know what I'm saying like Take Keith, like these people yeah. are just as, if not more important than the rapper that's yeah, on Yeah, Cardo beat. got wings, chasing catching them. Yeah, like, and I'm happy you said that because I think that's been one thing that has really been shaping a lot of the music conversations I've seen just all across yeah. the board is the fact that, okay, who understands the ever evolving process of production while right. also understanding the basically just the premises of songs right because like let's say again evolving right. evolving our guy drizzy like that 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 triple threat match of him quentin miller and meek at least for me more than anything was just like displaying the lack of people's understanding of like yo yeah what it means to make a song what it means for people to be involved and for the different involvement to be. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more, but I just want your thought process on just seeing for yourself as well, just that evolution of these music conversations about production, about how to make a song and how some people understand and some just don't. Yeah, I I think that, um, you know, music has always been a collaborative process. Like when you look at, you know, pop music or, you know, successful music in any other genre for that matter, it's, you know, you have songwriters, you have pr- multiple producers, you got executive producers, you got your engineers, like, and everybody is just there to create the best product, right? It's a team. 
Um, and I think that sometimes hip hop has this uh, um, requirement that it just be you locked in the studio by yourself with one guy and everything just comes naturally out of that. And it's like, yeah, you could do that. And there's plenty of artists who've been successful doing that. But I, I'm here to tell you like those big hits that they have, they probably got help on, you know? Like you could do that for like the personal tracks, like the really introspective tracks, the journal entries, like that should be all you. But like, if you're trying to make um, like a God's plan, I'm not even saying that like Drake, I'm just talking about in terms of just a hit song. Um, usually touches so many hands and especially especially with product even producers have ghost producers you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. it's uh it's always been collaborative i think the meek quentin and uh drake situation exposed that and the people who didn't know that were the only people who were truly upended by that information um but i think that on some level we're now able to see we're now able to be open about it yeah, and I think that's amazing. Um, I think that at hip hop as a as a genre can only grow when we're working together and we are okay with working together. Mm -hmm. Like just like the other genres, and and you see it now. Like it's the biggest genre by far. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that it's it's a beautiful thing to see collaboration and open collaboration. Yeah, and I'm happy you said that as well, because I, I've always felt the same way, especially with the standpoint of we forget that there was a time right before that situation where we were seeing a lot of artists get accused of not crediting the mm -hmm. folks they were working with, and people were mad at that. So I've always looked at it and even now go, okay, is it Uchi Wally or what, Mike? Do, do you <laughs> want Do you want folks to get properly credited for their work and their involvement or do you rather have the lie of yeah i did this all on my own but somebody had the help behind them it's like right you forget that and you it's like i'm pretty sure that person that's that's credited i'm pretty sure quitting for a brief moment because obviously we saw what happened to him after it like things escalated quickly but i'm pretty sure anybody that's involved with an artist that uh as crazy as it sounds was outed because they were they were proud to work with folks where it's like, yeah, I'm happy that I was credited. I'm happy I got paid. I'm happy to have gotten additional right. opportunities in the business right. because this artist and his or hers camp was like, yeah, so-and-so worked with me and they were pretty dope. Like, right. it's, it's something right. that's always, you know, has always intrigued me, man. And where are you from, by the way? Just so I'm I can put uh, it together. Yeah, I'm from uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. Um, and yeah. South the South Carolina music scene, rap wise, singing wise, how is that like for, for somebody like me that may not know? Because you, you know y'all y'all in the South now, and Atlanta yeah. gets love, and certain parts of North Carolina, Florida, Miami. Yeah. Like, how would somebody that's an outsider like myself when it comes to Columbus and just South Carolina in general? How how are you guys giving it up musically? Well, I'd say that it's it's a work in progress for sure. Um, there's definitely some conglomerates that are, are coming together. I think that our biggest issue is a lot of artists from South, and this is getting better, but a lot of artists from South Carolina feel like they have to move to Atlanta mm. to, to get popping. And mm -hmm. I always just try to encourage them to be like, hey, like you're moving into an arena with, you know, 20 other like hot mm. artists, you know what I'm saying? And like, a whole bunch of giants. Facts. 
And unless you really like that, and sometimes they're not really like, unless you really like that, you're, you're going to fall to the wayside, man. They're going to dwarf you. Um, so like, you know, stay home, build, uh, and, and work on what's around you and then grow from there. Like all the big ones, all the great ones did that. Um, so I'd say, yeah, I mean, it's budding. Um, I, uh, hold on, let me find his name real quick. Yeah, so there, there's a really cool artist. I actually uh, posted him on my Twitter recently. His name is uh, Lord Kev. Okay. Um, salute. I post. Yeah, yeah. Salute to Lord Kev. Uh, he he hit me, and, and trust me, I get I get DMs all the time about people wanting me to post their music. And I'll tell you this: I listen to everything, and I only post it if I like it. Like I'm I'm not getting paid to post it. I'm not uh you know I'm not saying hey slide me a cash app and I'll post your trash song. Yeah. Like you come to me and you show me a song and I fuck with it, I'm going to put it out. Like, regardless, bro. Like, I, you know, especially if you're from my city. Like, I'm going I'm to for sure put you on and, like, give you some shine, bro. Because, like, I know how hard it is for you to be here and still rep here and be proud of where you're from instead of trying to claim Atlanta or claim Charlotte or something like that, bro. Like, it, it, it's not going to just automatically be a better place for me to come out of until someone actually puts us on and actually – um, has love for the city, you know, and love for the state. So, now I, fe- I felt you on that, man, because that's the same thing, and it's a big inspiration for Forsyth because coming from where I come from, you know, Westchester County, New York, we're mm-hmm. uh, known part of the New York tri-state area, but we have New York City, then we have those parts of Jersey that are close to New York City, so it's very easy for us to get overlooked all the time and for folks right. to feel as if, like you said about those that got to move to an Atlanta or a Miami, for folks to feel as if, yo, I got to go to New York City and act like I'm one of them. And a big motivation for Foresight is the fact that I'm trying to tell artists however I'm connecting with them. It's just, right. you can go into New York City and elsewhere and use those resources and work. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying you can't. But you got to yeah. know what it means to represent the crib. You got to know what it means to build right. the crib up. And we're living right. in a time in music, and I would love to get your thoughts on this, where more than ever, we have various artists that are making it easy for folks to see what it's like to rep the crib. I mean, we go back 10 years ago, there's Drake coming out of Toronto. There's right. J. Cole coming from Fayetteville. There's Big Sean not being ashamed of, it might sound crazy, people not being ashamed of being from Detroit. Because Detroit, he, right. He moved on. I mean, outside of M, it was, it was quiet for Detroit for a good minute. Outside of M and just those associated with him, it was quiet. So, but he still kept repping. And now you see the Jack Harlow's from Louisville, Kentucky, and right. so many different acts that are coming from different parts of the South, the Northeast, the West, the Midwest. Right. And it's like, man, if you don't keep your butt home and just know what it means to build, Right, from right. time to time, bro. But it's like you don't gotta leave a crib, right? Niggas be trying to move to LA, like for what, bro? Like for high rent and bad traffic? Like, come on, man. Like, and and I my take on that is like it has a lot to do with the internet. All of the artists that you just mentioned, um, especially like the Drake and the and the Coles and the, and the Big Shines, that's the blog era. And I have a take on that. I feel like the blog era of hip hop is like a second golden age, like that time where we got Wale, a lot of people Wiz. that would feel that way yeah like Wale, Wiz, Sean, a little bit of Kendrick, uh, Drake like when the internet 
started becoming very accessible for people and you could just drop music at any time. Um, the mixtape era. Um, I think that that lends itself to why music is so globalized now. Like, you know, there's no reason I should, the only reason I heard about Drake back in 09 was because of the, the OVO blog spot, you know? Yeah. Classic, um, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, and I used to, I, I remember I would come home from school every day and just get on hot new hip hop and just listen, just go down the list and just listen to random artists. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think that, uh, I think it's harder. I think it's easier to get on nowadays, but it's harder to stay on. I'm, I feel That's like a very that. big distinction. Um, because you, you know, back in the day when recording equipment was so hard to get, you'd have to buy studio time. Now, like your bedroom is your studio, bro. You just yeah. get a laptop, you get a nice little mic, and you're straight. You can make a hit. Um, but how are you gonna, how are you gonna, you know, like Jay said, like, how you gonna make a hit? You gotta make a hit again, bro. Like, mm -hmm. um, that's, that's the hard part. But, and like you said, like, you gotta bring your city with you. Like, you can go collab with the Milana niggas, you can go, you know, up to, to Charlotte, up to anywhere you want, Florida. But if you didn't build that nucleus first, you just lost, man. Like, you're, yeah. and you're willing thing, to go artists, any kind of way. And that's the thing artists be forgetting is you can branch out, but you gotta build a home base. Right. And it's this thing that folks that focus too much on building home forget. It's like, it, it's a balance. It's like you can build home, but you gotta know what it means to branch out. And you can branch right. out, but you can't forget about building home. It, it's exactly. it, it's the yin yang. You gotta, like you, you gotta know what it means to do both, man. And even just speaking about home and stuff and, and folks yeah. moving around, it, it's, it's just so unfortunate, man, that we're going through another uh, week or so where there's just uh, some lives being lost, man, just somehow, some yeah. way. Obviously, there was King Von um, last week, Chicago yeah. native, Chicago's finest, losing his life. And, uh, uh, outside of a club in Atlanta, um, no disrespect. I, I didn't know of this artist, but apparently an artist named Mo from Dallas who had some buzz, I think was associated with Boosie, was was murdered yeah. and in Dallas. Uh, obviously, early this year, Pop Smoke, man, me being from New York, we still feel that That's to tough. this day. Uh, yeah, uh, for sure. And it's just so sad, man, because it, it just, it's like, I was saying it with a couple friends during another interview I had did last Friday, and I was like, I hate the fact that certain cats have to go before folks have the chance to really check on them. And it sucks because right. it's not even like people be too cool for school when it comes to these artists. It's just, you just didn't get a chance to check. Like, you just wasn't in a position to check for him like a King Von. Like, of course, I was hearing his name and seeing it. Right. But... I wasn't really in position to check, and it's kind of like, damn, now I got to check for bro after he's transitioned. Right. You know? And it's sad that, yeah, it, I know what you mean. And you don't, on some level, you don't want to, like, run to it and act like, you know, you've been on him forever. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it's sad that, like, they're taken so early that you didn't, like you said, you didn't even get a chance. He didn't get a chance to make that hit that, like, draw the attention, like, drew the attention of people, right? Um, I feel that way. So with Vaughn, um, I had just started listening to him. I'm in a Twitter group chat and they be posting him all the time. And I finally listened to like, took it to the O. Yeah. I saw his live performance of that. And this was like two weeks before he passed. And this, the same thing happened to Pop Spoke for me too. 
I had just, uh, I heard like Christopher Walken in the gym. I was like, oh, he'll, hold up. I get it now. Like, I, you ever hear a song where it just clicks yep. for you? Christopher Walken was that for me and Pop Smoke. And I swear, bro, like two or three weeks into me checking out their whole catalogs and like really starting to vibe with them, they're gone. And it's, it's really sad, it's bro. So like trash, bro. It really is, man. And it's like, for one, I can't stand the people who try to tell them, oh, just like get out, get out of the hood. Like, why are you still there? Like Pop Smoke got out and yeah. it still happened to him, you know? Like, um, like it's a life, bro. We lost a life for one. And then two, the fact that they were young and talented and actually making something of themselves, you know, trying to put food on their table and provide for their people. And they were finally getting that and it's just taken away, bro. And it's not even like, bro, it was X, Juice World. Yeah. Like, bro, man, like it, it is, I don't know if the rate at which it's happening is higher, but it sure seems like it. I, I it would does. say it's, I think what makes it, and I, and I hate to like compare the impacts of death, like death is death. I don't want to do that. Right, right, but right. But at the same time, I think what is making this latest period over the last couple of years crazier is the fact that it's bigger names because it yeah. was always, especially over the last 10 years, the last, like the late 2000s and up until like the mid 2010s, there was a stretch where real talk, and for those listening, this is not me trying to be on no funny stuff and make light. There was a rapper getting bodied like every week. But it wasn't like a noticeable rapper. And a lot of the right. killings would be in the South. You'll hear about such and such was signed to whatever artist uh, loses his life in a club in uh, Birmingham, uh, Alabama. Or you hear such and such get whacked in Chicago. Or you just start hearing it. Or Atlanta went through one point where it was like, damn near every week. It was like somebody getting body. Yeah, I remember that. Body. You know, somebody's tied to the Gucci. Somebody's tied. Somebody side the Jeezy, yeah. but they weren't big artists. They weren't even the artists where it's like, yo, they may not be known yet, but they're buzzing like a King Von. It's right. speaking right. differently now because it's like, damn, like the culture knows a King Von. The culture right. knew a pop slope. They knew a Juice right. World. They knew a X. They knew a Mac Miller. It's like we know yeah. these people, bro. And it's Thanks, like, bro. wow, Thanks. okay. Like people knew Nip. You feel me? Oh. Like, like I know for me, I guess during that first period, I uh, mentioning, like, I know, I remember getting into Lil Snoop. So when Lil Snoop yeah, lost his life, that was like, wow. Like, I was just watching this dude freestyle and go crazy and, and Meek, that was Meek's little bro. You feel me? And then there was a- uh, I remember watching his uh, YouTube videos, all the freestyles. Like, yeah. Oh, like, and I remember like, that. And then after that, I remember, Speaking like you was, uh, I was. Mem- I remember being a couple months in the bankroll fresh. Bro, bankroll. It, it, it always seems to lying, happen, like, bro. bro. I swear, it always seems to happen as soon as they're about to ascend too. Like that's what I'm saying, like, dog. It's not even like like you said. Like there was the people that are super early, and then there's people who pass like way past their prime. But like these deaths, the past five years or so, like. It's like they finally got to that point where they were about to just take off, man. Like, and it just, it's, it's so sad, man. It really is. And I don't know, I don't know what to do about it. You know, I, I can't, you know, it, it, it's so tough. 
I just I just pray for everyone out there and like you know make sure your your circle's tight. But yeah, bro. It, it be, That's be the thing. Here, man. That's the thing, cause even cause even with Vaughn before we move on, it's again there's always a video, there's always a picture, right? And somebody, well, not somebody, but on a timeline, it was floating like before the fight begins, Vaughn and his crew finding whoever it was, and yeah. he just steals on dude. <laughs> and I remember watching it, and as somebody that you know knows hip-hop and has done research i remember seeing it and go yo that's exactly what happened to tupac in vegas yep tupac somebody put in Pac here yo that's such and such that's orlando anderson and they forgetting in that moment who you talking to <laughs> what yeah. they're about till the very end like they're not just gonna go oh word that's bro yeah you go handle it nah they're the type to go i want to handle it myself that's what right makes the music Crazy to folks because it's like, yo, we believe them. Like, we know right. they're willing that to do that. Right, and then it's right. like, damn, bro, that one move leads to an end of a life because right, right. the team in those moments forgot who they were talking to. Like, right. you know they're about it. You know they're willing to do it. And it's just, yeah, man, it's it's just very sad to, to, sad to see. But uh, just to go on a, on a lighter note, um again bro just back to twitter and the fact that you every, oh, damn near every day find yourself in a in a conversation that literally starts a, the conversation <laughs> what is it like for you and this is a serious question i mean every question i've had for you is a serious question but like this is a serious question what is it like when you have those viral conversations or those conversations that go beyond just what you were thinking in the moment and you see everybody reacting, whether they reacting to you directly or non-directly, what is that like? Do you go for that? Or are you just honestly just voicing your opinion and then next, you know, boom, it's here. <laughs> I swear to God. And this, I get this a lot because I feel like people think that I'm just like sitting in a lab concocting like, it'd be like that sometimes it's like yo this dude got the perfect farming (laughs) i i get accused of getting tweet decks i get accused (laughs) of like all kinds of stuff like i swear to god bro like i would just wake up and have a thought and just tweet it like it's not calculated it's not oh let me like rile up people um but i've always been like that man i've had a twitter since 2009 salute twitter veteran I'm, oh yeah, I'm for sure, bro. I'm like, I'm from eleven, but I had my first Twitter in '09. Salute. Oh yeah, you already know, bro. Like rise and grind Twitter. That's where it was at. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, I just, I state my opinion and I do it in a way that is backed up by my opinion, and I don't let um, people really rile me. Um, and it's, it's not that like. Uh, it's not trolling at all because it really is truly what I believe. I don't tweet something unless I believe it. Mm. Um, but for me, it's sometimes it can get a little overwhelming because, like, you ever have just like a like not just like a random take that you're just thinking about in your head. Yeah. And then you'll just tweet it, and like, you know, if I have like a regular Twitter, it's not gonna do much. But like when I tweet something and someone doesn't agree with it, they're like, "Oh, they you're terrible." Yeah, they yeah, like just going. I see what they like, call you sometimes. <laughs> and bro, I see what right? they call you sometimes. 
bro and it's like bro like it's not that serious for me like it's never it um it doesn't hurt my feelings or anything i'm just like bro like you don't have anything better to do with your time like if i see some like a a bullshit take like i'm gonna just i'm gonna either keep scrolling i'm gonna say something but it's just uh i don't really sit there and think like oh who's gonna like this or who's gonna like that um and i try to respond when i can but i think it's just about being being relevant and being um saying something that you believe in and if as long as you're doing that man like it don't even matter bro like it just be insane bro some of the combos you have especially at one point when there was a Drake Kanye conversation <laughs> and I'm just looking like listen dog I'm like bro this dude is way better than me I couldn't do it so I mean I think what happened was I started going viral on like certain music tweets right and like I said it wasn't it wasn't calculated and then it it kind of built up this platform of like hey this is the you know, a figurehead of Drake Twitter, right? Yeah. Um, which, which was not my intention, but OVO now, tweets. Every, <laughs> right? OVO, exactly, exactly. So now, when I tweet something, people who don't like Drake feel like I'm tweeting for the the Drake community, if you yeah, will. Yeah, they think you so, think you a part of the team. Yeah, yeah, they think I'm like OVO, like exactly, like I'm a part of the squad, and I'm uh, with Kanye. It's really funny, bro, because like. I swear I was the biggest Kanye fan. Like, Kanye, if go back to my musical background, like, Kanye was so responsible for, like, my identity as a black man, like, growing up, like, wanting to go to college, um, wanting to be seen, like, he meant so much to me, and it's hard to articulate that. a lot of us, man. You're not alone. Right. Side note, I've always said, not to cut you off, side note, I've always said the album that literally helped me grow up as like a 14-year-old that got me to understand, well, well, to start understanding the music business and everything, I said Mm -hmm. was Graduation. Bro, same. That's my favorite Kanye album, bro. Mine too. It is the most influential album of my life, the most impacting album of my life with Take Care Second. Like it just, that. like it just was like that literally yeah. put that it literally put everything as I pass it back to you as like, oh, so this is the music business. <laughs> oh, right, this is what right. it means to be a guy. Oh, there is this heavyweight champion. There is an influence. There is a sound like, yeah, I mm-hmm. had the pink polo. I wanted teddy bears. I right. dressed up <laughs> like I was late registration. Yay. I thought my bag was Louis yeah. Vuitton. I thought I was a Louis Vuitton Don. Like who wasn't? Right. At that time. And I mean, I think Kanye opened the door for like a hip hop fan that didn't have to be hard, you know? Like you didn't have to be from the streets or anything like that. And I'm I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say that I am, you know? And I, I never felt like I had to, but Kanye gave us music on a high level that appealed to to more than just that. Yeah. And and let and it legitimized that. And I think that that was so important for me growing up. And and I say that to say that when I slander Kanye, it's because I love Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's because of what Kanye was for me and what he is no longer and how far from that he is. And I see it, right? And, like, I'm not going to, like, 
you know, I feel like it's disrespectful sometimes to like praise Kanye for some of this stuff now. It's like, bro, like that music is not even close to what he used to put out. So I'm oh, not even going to disrespect do. it. Oh, what he could do, right. Like, and and people take that as like me saying Kanye's trash. It's like, yo, if Kanye was trash, none of this would matter. We wouldn't be talking about him. It's like, I know he's great. That's why the stuff that he's putting out is, is so trash because we know what he's capable of. Yeah, and he's so great that even within his trash or less than stellar efforts, you can still see some potential in it. Like, that's how right. nice he is. It's like, right. it's like, damn, dog, you really F this up. But, yo, that pocket for a little yeah. bit of that verse, right. I like that. <laughs> Like, that, if you spent some time sample? and wrote to that, like, for yep. real, like, that would be fire, bro. Like, yeah, like, I still get, I'm still mad at Ye for messing up that, uh, that beat for Drizzy that he did a poopity scoop on. Uh, from time to time, <laughs> from time to time, bro, I still listen to that instrumental and, like, piece together a, a Drake lyrical masterpiece. Yeah. Like, I just hear the three years <laughs> and, and, and in the first 10 seconds. Like, I yeah, just hear no. it. Like, I just hear it, and I'm like, damn, dog. Y'all really had to beef and mess that up, man. Bro, I listen, the, the, remember when they had the Abu Dhabi is the new Calabasas promo? Yep. And they were, like, about to do the whole – like, that was my screensaver for, like, a month. Yeah, well, I was, we thought they was about to do a tape. Bro, because you're my two favorite artists of all time. I was hyped, bro. Of course. Like, so, to watch that fall apart, man, was so hurtful, man. <laughs> to hear Kanye really go in Drake's kitchen – and they'd be like, yo, Drake, Kanye's in the kitchen with your mom. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, we was cooking up. And I know they had enough for, like, a full-length project. Oh, for sure. They for had sure. a strong 15, 16 somewhere. Like, I liked probably, Glow. Like, I liked Glow for more life. Like, I, I like that. Bro, I like that, John. You're going to get shit for that, but I'm with you, man. That song Thank wasn't you. bad. I, I promise you. If we're really talking about it, bro, Scorpion wasn't bad either, but that's another conversation. Oh, come, hey, listen, man. I, I tell people all the time, bro, and I know you feel this way too. Drake has some albums that it takes time to grow on you. But right. I know I'm right. Like, I remember, and, I, and I'm still in the minority, I remember being one of the first people or one of the only people that liked Views. I remember going like, yo, I actually really like views. I'm like, yo, the songwriting sounds hard to me. I'm loving right. the theme. I'm loving the production. And people crapped on me in that project. I said, watch what happens. I said, right. watch. Look at them now. Give me time. Y'all gonna love right. views. Now y'all wanna sing Redemption with me. Now you wanna right. understand <laughs> why Keep the Family Close is it could, could if, if, on the right day, I might jump out the legend, go top two or three Drake intro for a project. If I that's, felt that's like quite it. the day, that's yeah. quite the day. <laughs> if I felt like it, but you know what I mean, because yeah. like yo, it's hard. Yeah. Like yo, yeah, bro. It's hard, Listen, bro. I mean, every other week someone goes viral saying, "Yo, take me back to 2016 when Controller dropped." It's like, bro, y'all hated this album when it came out. Mm. Like, that Drake literally put up billboards that said "Views was pretty good" because people were hating on that album so much. And mm. I mean, look at all the dance hall that came out from like 2016 to um 2020 and i would never say that drake created dancehall at all that's ridiculous it was clearly something that existed before him and it was just after him but i will say that in the states in the united states after work with rihanna and controller and one dance that was the sound of pop 
Look at Ed Sheeran's The Shape of You. Yeah. That's a dance hall backbeat, you yeah. know? Like, and I think that Drake, he pushes the needle forward. They say he doesn't experiment, right? But then he's got songs that people are like, oh, he's in another language. Oh, he's doing this, this, and that. It's like, do it's you like, know what experimenting you... means? <laughs> exactly, bro. Like, they say he, he doesn't step out of the box, but he literally gets shit on for it in the same Yeah, sentence. it's like, like which it's, superstar, it's like, which superstar across any genre takes as much risk as Drake? None. Zero. It's like literally this, because I remember, shout out to my commission crew, we have this discussion uh, show called The Commission, where every couple months, I get a group of panelists, you know, really dope writers, media personalities, artists, mm -hmm. and I'm just a moderator where we talk about the state of music, and I remember on the first episode, this was like right after Laugh Now, Cry Later came out. And of course, mm -hmm. we're reacting to it, but then the conversation shifts to like Drake and Risk, and I remember I asked the question, I was like, okay, well, what actually qualifies as a risk for Drake? Because <laughs> right. this dude is one risky mofo. <laughs> like, I ain't going to act like because right. of my OVO fandom that I'm like so on board. There's some times where I'm like, I don't know about this big dog. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know <laughs> about this big dog. Like, I may yeah. have liked War, but even then I was kind of like, mm. Bro, but, I was not fucking with war, but bro, that shit is hard. Yeah, like now. But a war it took war for me to love the only you freestyle, which I love from the first yeah. listen. Gotcha. Yeah. Like yeah, certain things set the table. Facts, bro. Facts, bro. I I remember hearing the, the uh the snippet to one dance like way back in like twenty fifteen. I'm just being like, yo, what is this, bro? Like, why is he dropping this like I don't like it? And now it was it was the sound of music for like four years. Yeah, it, I, I remember uh, as we go down this memory lane, I remember just liking if you're reading this. Like, I wasn't yeah. in love with it. Like, I remember, yeah. like, liking it. And, of course, I remember when it dropped because it was a Thursday night before All-Star Weekend. And mm -hmm. All-Star Weekend was in Manhattan, so it was super lit. Like, that joint came <laughs> out, like, on a Thursday night. Yeah. And yeah. I remember just being like, yeah, I like it. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. But I, I, I got the hype after it. Like, okay, let me run that back. Word, Energy's one, Legend, okay. Yep. 6 p.m., the Travis Scott joint, party. It's like, like six minutes. Like, okay, <laughs> I get it, but. Here's a question for you. Do you, do you think there's ever been a Drake project? Because I've, I've, I've talked about this before. Do you ever think there's a, been a Drake project that was universally loved from the jump? Universally loved? Because I personally. Loved. Go ahead. I can't think of one. I think. Uh, the closest might be nothing was the same, but even then, that got a lot of slander too. Yeah. And I feel like I don't a lot think of Drake. I don't think Drake has a university loved from the jump album. He doesn't. He has a he has a mostly liked or loved yeah. project. No, he has a mostly Drake releases mostly liked projects that are loved by those in the know, by the right. minority, but he right. doesn't have. I always said Drake is not the critics' favorite. Like, and that's why when right. folks talk about Drake and Kendrick, I'm like, yep. Drake is, I would go to Drake for a blockbuster movie. If I want to mm -hmm. just make some money and rule, I'm going to Drizzy. But if I right. want to get to the critics and get me the Golden Globe, I'm going to go to Kenny because you the attract that. And that's right. what you do. So I think for Drake, yeah, like Drake is the mostly light guy. You'll get folks who will like his albums and they'll enjoy right. it, but it takes time for them to be like, I ain't gonna front, like I love that. 
And it's always in the right. case of reminiscing. They reminisce and be like, damn, bro. Now I remember when I dropped, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm going I'm to keep it real with you. Everybody has a different definition of a classic. But for me, if you can hear an album and it takes you back to a specific time in your life and you remember that time and it feels just as good as it did back then, I don't know what else you can call a classic. Like, if it does those things for you. And I think that I find this thing that's weird with Drake. I feel like people will say, oh, Drake's all right. And then you start listing off songs. And they're like, oh, I like that one. Oh, I like yeah. that one. And it's like, all right, bro, I just listed 20 songs. You like all of them. Like, how you, like, how do you not like Drake? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Drake it, music has weird. gotten to the point at times where it's like, it's like the TV in the background. Like, you're just so used to it on that yeah. it's just like, yeah, folks will do what you said. Yeah. But it's do you think like, it's like fatigue? I think it's been fatigue, but at the same time, to Drake's credit, he's also taking breaks. Yeah. Like, he's also taking breaks. He's taking those half-a-year breaks, that year or two-year break. So it's just a matter of – and I remember reading an article about it last year that at first I kind of shrugged off, like, what are you talking about? But it might be possible that for some people, maybe for those people, they might have outgrown Drake or they might have mm-hmm. outgrown listening to him because it's just not for them. But I also right. look at Drake's music and go, I, he's clearly evolving. Like, there's a clear yeah. evolution. Like, I love when you do those tweets where you go, uh, yeah, man, 5 a.m. in Toronto is so the same. Sounds just like Hotline Bling. Like, I love when you do yeah. tweets like that because it's like, yo, yeah. my, our man is still evolving here. Like, we can't act like he's not evolving. But some people, yeah, man, and some it, people don't. Yeah, I I think he's the most versatile artist. Like, in terms of hip-hop artists, I think he's the most versatile of all time, clearly. And I think that to say his music sounds the same is, is just ridiculous. Um, and and those tweets come from a place of, like, name one other artist who could give you a 5 a.m. Toronto and a Hotline Bling and a Jaded, you know, and a One Dance. Like, I can't name one, you know? Like, and, and I want to retract one of my statements right so you remember like the new york times posted some, i think it was new york times they were talking about like did drake create rapping and singing yeah and, like, yeah, there yeah, was, yeah. like this whole conversation about it and i tweeted something along the lines of like he straddles the fence better than anyone but i think that a better statement on that is that it's not that he's he's the first to rap and sing but if you take rap and you take singing and they're on two ends of the spectrum right He's the first one to be at the absolute ends of each, right? Yeah. He can be on a rapidly rap joint with Jay-Z, but he could be on some really, like, sad, like, yeah. you know, take care type stuff. There's been people, of, you know, on that spectrum before him, you know, Clearly. all the time. That's what hip-hop is now. It's somewhere in the middle. But the, but the people cover... now... I'm sorry. I was saying the people now they can't be on that super rap side, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe they can't be on that super R&B side. They're always somewhere in the middle. And he, can do, he can do everywhere in between and on each end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And that's what I was, uh, I was about to say. I was just saying, like, uh, yeah, that can cover that entire spectrum. Like, it's... Right. It, like, it, it is one of those things, too, where before we talk about Certified Lover Boy and, and Sign Out, it's one of those things where I think people be forgetting that when it comes to these sounds or when it comes to artists, nobody's really saying, yo, Drake invented or Drake 
um, right. put on or Drake's responsible for. It's if we do say responsible, it's responsible for the elevation in it. And that's fine. Mm. Like in basketball, we're not going, yo, LeBron James invented basketball. Like right. we're saying for the time period, LeBron James elevated a game of basketball. Like exactly. it's, that's, it, it's, it's clear as day. We're not saying he elevated basketball more than Michael Jordan or right. he elevated more than Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson and Bill Russell and those guys. We're saying for what he's done, if folks are talking about pushing the culture forward, quote unquote, he is pushing it two, three, four full football fields down the line. <laughs> Facts, bro. Facts. That's what we're That's talking about here. We're talking about he's elevating the sound. He's pushing it forward. These artists, uh, Amigos, for example, or A Weekend, yes, those guys were probably heading towards they're from. But yeah. even they will say, it didn't help that Drake accelerated my career. <laughs> okay? Like, right. it doesn't hurt right. that I probably popped two years sooner than I would have because it is a man's right. verse. Or because right. he said, yo, cook up with me on take care like it doesn't exactly. hurt like you were and, on that way but if you suddenly get pushed to the front of the line then what's the point yeah that that's not saying there was like you said he didn't sit in the studio and, and build your local audience you know but he gave you that look as the biggest artist in the world and here's the thing and i say this all the time the the thing i have the most respect for drake for by far is that he he became pop himself and what i mean by that is when an art like a rap artist wants to go and get like a huge audience they'll go to established pop artists often white pop artists like yeah they'll hit up a ariana grande they'll hit up uh ed, you know, ed sheeran youtube yeah whatever hot boy band is out there Right, exactly. They'll, they'll hop on the hot wave because they want to be legitimized by the pop scene. Maroon they 5. Said no. <laughs> right, yeah, Maroon 5, Taylor Swift. Like, they, they want that, so they go grab that. Instead of being like, you know what? Nah, I'm great. I'm going to go put on this group of three guys from Atlanta that are dope as fucking or bubbling. You I'm going to go get from Memphis. Right. I'm going to go hop on Young Blue from Alabama. You know, like, and I respect that so much, bro, because, like, he could easily sit at the top and just eat with other rich people, you know? But he puts on those who are in the culture and of the culture. And that actually helps hip-hop. Yeah. Because now you got a, a culture that is expanding, and you have people who would never have heard of Young Blue listening to his work, yeah. you know? And folks can and, add to and be like, well, oh, this helps. Of course. Who doesn't know what helps Everybody knows, like, even this interview is like, yo, of course this helps Forsyth, but there's a trade-off. <laughs> like, who doesn't? It's a right. matter of the intent. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? It's like, of course, it's, you right. want to do things that could ultimately help you. Duh. That's, that's how life goes. <laughs> right, right, right. And they're like, well, look at uh, what happened to people. He just does features with them and then lets them go. I'm like, good. Are you supposed to sign all these people to 360 deals? Like, mm -hmm. he's just like, no, it's a look. I fuck with your song. I'm going to hop on it. Like, you know, do what you want with that with that spotlight. That's up to you, you know? Like, but it, I will always respect someone who puts people on instead of just running to the established thing. Um, so I just wanted to say that because I feel like it's something that 
I'm in the business of giving flowers to people while they're here, and, and that's something here. you need to flowers. Got a nice office sure. on the third floor. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> nah, it's real, man. And speaking of certified lover boy, I'm gonna share my screen for the folks. Uh, the trailer, certified lover boy, exciting times. made me so sad because <laughs> I, I remember that when that joint came out saturday i'm thinking oh oh my god i'm like oh my god what's happening and i saw it i was like and you was like oh shit i was like oh my you god know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah man uh you know it, i'm glad he's taking his time with it but yeah no i was definitely ready for it like at least this year for sure oh um, man i was yeah, no, ready I'm, for it too bro i was like i, I need that I, like, I need that. That'll be a perfect thing. But uh, but just speaking of certified lover boy, man, I would say if only forced with one word to describe what you're expected from this album, what would that word be? One word. Um, vulnerability. Mm. Um, and that that word has obviously been a part of Jake's career for the whole time, but I think he's going to dig really deep on this. Um, and like you hear some of the leaks. Um, I don't know if you've heard, uh, what was that leak? Uh, 42? Of course. 1942. Listen, bro. Oh. Um, <laughs> that is like elite introspective, Drake. And, and, and when you think of certified lover boy, like I feel like he's just embracing um, his super emotional side. Now, I don't think that that informs what kind of genres he's going to have. Like, if it's going to be too R&B or too rap. I think that that binary view of Drake is a little bit limited because obviously he exists both within and without those mm -hmm. two genres. But uh, I think that the, the most recurring theme will be, like, emotional vulnerability. I like that. I, I, I think for me... I would go with unknown. I think I would go with okay. unknown just because just when folks think they're going to get something out of Drake on a project, he's yeah. throwing us curveballs to an extent. And there's always little surprises. So, like, I think about Scorpion and I go, like, wow. Like, I know you could be lyrical and be introspective, but Sanders Rose, man remarkable oh eight i hear yeah eight out of yeah. ten like and it's just not only just pushing the boundaries moving forward but some of those songs it's like whether he intended to or not and we all know drake's a very calculated dude and so it's the ovo team 
But it's like, dog, you don't understand what you took me back to. I remember hearing eight out of ten and feeling like I was listening to Drake on comeback season again. Like that energy, that triumphant beat. I remember just hearing certain records like that. Or when you get a March 14th and it's like, wow, okay. Or mm-hmm. even just hearing him on nonstop. I'm like, I hadn't heard him in a pocket like that before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially with this, those, especially with that second verse and yeah. just what the ad libs does. Gotta give me that. Bro. Pray down, I pray it again. <laughs> pray it again. Yeah. And that it came and went. Yeah. It's just certain things he does. It's like, yo. Yeah. Even though I know you. Like very well, you still surprise me. So I'm at the right. point where, yeah, I gotta go with unknown because I don't know. And it's like there's certain things I'll share my screen again and, and play a snippet so I don't get sniped by them. But like even with some of these leaks, you know what I mean? Like for example, like an intoxicated, like this is my joint. You probably heard it. Right? <laughs> The way he goes about it, I'm like, I ain't even heard it before. Trust on the phone at night. already tell that you come here home intoxicated. Ooh, so you better take your time with me. Cause I remember last time you wouldn't make love to me. I remember this hearing and going, yo, this is. This is this is in your universe, but this is different. Yeah, and that really fits the the lover boy theme, like you know what I'm saying. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, and you know, if you think about laugh now, cry later too, like um, that's different too. Yeah, and it's like he's he's crooning, but to a hard beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't know. It, it's probably going to be a blend of of. Like you won't really know when he's rapping or singing. Yeah. Um, and and based on the singles we've got, based on the links we got, like that's definitely been. Because if you really think about it, a lot of forty two, like he's kind of singing on that. Like, you yeah, know he's rapping. Forty two. Like, yeah, I gotta. Yeah. This- never had a lot. This is all I need. People never care till it's all I be. Niggas turned it back on me for no good reason. Loyalty is priceless and it's all I need. Can't burn a bridge just to lay my way. Lot of 42 on the flights I'm taking. Pouring out my soul and it might sound crazy. Lot of falling outs help me build foundation. Never had a lot, this is all I need. People never care till it's all I pay. Yeah, that balance. Yeah, yo, for sure, for sure. Like, this got me hype all over again, man. Like, nah, Love I'm Sick, so though. Love Sick is. You get her Love Sick? Oh, oh, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one might have to grow on me, man. Why are we. Oh, man. I love I know, Love Sick. Why are we. You, what, you see that, you see that one after Need Me? What? You see that song After Need Me? Oh, cool. What? I gotta yeah, read. You already know. Jump I know. That's I just love this Wait. DJ Screw Megawatts intro, Wait. so I kept it on mine. <laughs> I kept it on mine. He's like, prayer. Texas City. I got family in Houston. Hey, town. I'll be there next month. That's fire, man. It is right here, right here. She moved out of state and shit then went left. She's seeking forgiveness. Yep. She used to dance, but she went alone and started up a business. 
Her daddy was not around Her mama was not around I watch her climb on the top of the pole And then get to sliding down I make it rain in this bitch I make it snow in this bitch She tryna get out of the mix Shawty is going to jail Shawty is going to jail Me, I'm supporting this shit That's the thing His songwriting Is so simple yet effective It's like It's like how many artists It's like how many artists Have put you in a position where Off the first listen You capture the melody and like at least half the lyrics. Like honestly. Like honestly, like that's a crazy you know, and I, I feel skill. like that is that's a talent, bro. And people try to use that to, against them and say, like, oh, he just makes Instagram like captions. I'm like, you mean he makes things that people feel like they relate to so much that they want to put it on everything? Like yeah. that's a skill. Like, you know how many rappers would love for their lyrics to be plastered everywhere on social media and just like you know, for he makes lyrics that are so vague that it applies to everyone, but so specific that they're relatable. Yeah. And that's art. That's lyricism, you know. Um, and, and like you said, like, it, not around. I haven't heard a song like that. Like, that doesn't sound like any other Drake song. Not around. Yeah. And it, it's just incredible he's doing this. And, and it sounds like LeBron, but <laughs> year 17. But, yeah, yeah. it sounds like it's, 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 it's that like real? year 11, it's, year 12. It's that real. Evolving. And like I was saying, like, I still all at the fact that it's like, bro, like, you really make folks be able to capture the melody and at least some of the lyrics off the first listen. Yeah. Like, even if somebody was to hear yeah. not around for the first time, they're going to be going, it's like it captures it and it's like i remember drake saying it years ago as we signed off he would go like i remember him talking about his songwriting he goes when i write songs i i think a lot about concerts and what i know an audience will sing back and how i get them involved and Mm -hmm. i was like it makes sense now all of a sudden i like started from the bottom a little better because that's a perfect concert song Oh, that's a perfect yep. song. Like I get it now. Yep. Like I totally yeah. get it. Yeah, for sure. He he, he's not. He's purposefully not obtuse when it comes to melody. It, it's very accessible melody, and uh, and it, he's great at it. You know, he's not the best singer, but I'll tell you what. If you need a, a catchy melody, if you need something that's gonna stick with people, that's the guy. Mm-hmm. For sure. Hey, man. Uh... Nathan, thank you so much for, for coming on the show, yeah. bro. This was a lot of fun, man. Time goes by yeah. when you're having fun. I'm happy we had this sure. conversation. This is episode 138 of the Foresight Podcast. Make sure you follow my dog. His at and everything will be in the bio. Follow us on social media at Foresight Network and Foresight Music. Visit the website, foresightny.com. You see it got the little hat on and stuff. Maybe get you some merch. You feel what I'm saying? And as we always, always say, for the guys up top, for the guys down low, you already know how we rock it, man. Ah, ah, ah. Talk to you next time.